right, hello everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Hi, Jed. Good to see you. Today we're going to be talking about is the word flesh or paper? I know that may be a confusing question to some people out there, but the word made flesh may be a common term that some people have mm -hmm. heard, but they've also heard the word of God and they'll think immediately of the Bible. So which is it? Is it the word of paper or the word of flesh? Well, that question kind of supports what I would call a false dichotomy. As so many questions do. Is it this or that? It gives you two choices, Yeah, which uh, both are correct. Actually, okay. I would not say that the word is paper because the words themselves uh, exist beyond the paper. The message is not paper, it's mm. words. Okay. If you want to get technical, but... Uh, <laughs> Thoughts and ideas. Yeah. And, yeah. In John 1, 1, obviously, in the beginning was the word. However, the word logos, which is the word translated word, yeah. means something like thought mm -hmm. or rationale or mind. It can also be thoughts expressed in words. Uh, the word word doesn't really get to all what logos is about logic logical yeah. rationale i heard i heard one person phrase it kind of in a modern phraseology the cosmic organization well in other words as heraclitus the ephesian philosopher uh said it is it would be the thing the underlying thing that makes sense out of the whole universe mm -hmm. yeah that would be the logos but anyway okay uh, psalm 33 6 by the word of the Lord, the heavens were created and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Mm. Well, so by the word of the Lord, you know, and God said, yeah. begins every, yeah. so God spoke words. However, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, mm -hmm. the word. So by the word of the Lord, the heavens were created. So God said, let us make man, you know, yeah. Genesis 1:26. So the word of God, the mm -hmm. living preexistent Christ, uh, was, a, was the creator. Yeah. So he is a person. Uh, Hebrews 4:12. the word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, quick to... Uh, judge the heart's intents of the heart, you know. The Word of God is there, is Jesus. It's not the Bible. He's he's judging our hearts. So first, right off the bat, I'm getting the impression the Word is not something dead or static. Well, we're talking about the Word with a capital W as we try to display mm. it in English. Okay. Though there weren't any special capitalizations yeah. in Greek. but It's one of those they're trying to give the hint to the modern reader without all the digging. Yeah, so so absolutely the Logos is a living person, both pre-existent, before he became flesh, mm -hmm. when he became flesh, and in Revelation 19, if you'll flip over there real quickly, okay. I think starting in like 11 or so. Let's see. Then I saw the heavens open. 1911? Yep. Okay. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, 
the one sitting on it called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like flames of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has the name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. There you go. Yeah. So now there's the risen Christ, mm -hmm. now ascended back to heaven, now making war on his enemies, and he's called the Word of God. So mm. is the Word flesh? Well, he was flesh for a while. He's not anymore. Mm. He wasn't before he came to the earth. He was during his time on earth. He now is not any longer, but he is still called the Logos of God, the Word of God. So, yes, the Word of God is flesh. Okay. Now, hang on. You said he's not flesh anymore. Correct. Okay. So, what is he now? Well, I don't know. We don't know. We don't either. He's, he's, <laughs> he's ascended, whatever that is. Yeah, he's, he's in a glorified is. state, but um, he became flesh. Yeah. And so, having all that aside, the the dichotomy is still false because uh, first Timothy or second Timothy four verse two it says to the uh, young evangelist Timothy preach the word that's logos mm -hmm. preach okay. the word and um, the word of God was what Jesus preached it wasn't just Jesus it was what Jesus preached okay and in John eight verse thirty one and thirty two mm -hmm. We'll let you read this. You got your Matthew, your Mark, your Luke, and then your John. John, yeah. Yeah, John okay. 8. John 8. Where are we starting in John 8? 31 and 32. 31. 32. Sorry. Okay, 32. And you will know the truth. Well, Oops. 31 and 32. 31 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Man. All right, so if you abide in my word, in other words, Jesus has been preaching to them. Mm -hmm. His preaching is his word. Okay. So therefore, him and his preaching are two different things, but mm. the preaching of the word is coming from the word, if you will. Okay. Yeah. If you remain in my word, in other words, if you follow my teachings, you're truly my disciples and you will know the truth. Yeah. Uh, John seventeen seventeen. Okay. Jesus is praying for his apostles mm -hmm. and he says he says in 17 sanctify them in the truth your word is truth all right so god's word whenever it is proclaimed by god or his prophets or his apostles or jesus himself his word the spoken word the written word mm -hmm. is truth okay all right so um so so what is like we've talked a lot about Jesus as flesh, the word as flesh, and, mm -hmm. and then even his words that he spoke and the teachings he had and everything. Mm -hmm. So so what does that make this thing? Like, well, the Bible is God's word uh, in the sense that it is God's divine revelation to man. Okay. Uh, a good passage on this that might simplify things is Ephesians 3. Okay. Three through five. In this case, God's mystery of um, the whole redemptive plan of God was revealed uh, to his apostles, and they wrote it down, mm -hmm. and, and he, he explores that. Go ahead. Okay, starting in verse three. How the mystery has was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ. 
which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been made, been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. All right, so so God revealed it to the prophet or apostle like Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul wrote it down, verse uh, 4, mm-hmm. and when we read it, it's now made known to us. We can understand, you know. So God's word started out in God's mind. It was revealed to Moses or Daniel or Jeremiah or Paul or Peter or whoever it was. Okay. And um, then we read God's word mm-hmm. as we read the Bible. And then we can understand and we can obey and so okay. forth. Okay. So so they're in... It's not the dichotomy, it's how does it all inform and work together? Where does it come from? Where does it end up? Yeah, it ends up, God's word is the living Christ before, during, and after his incarnation. Mm -hmm. But the message of God, the word of God, is God's message to people, which is communicated through his prophets over time, Mm -hmm. and now uh, is written down for us to understand. Uh, One more passage real quickly, 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Okay. 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. Knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy has, yeah, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God, and as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. All right, so a prophecy of scripture mm-hmm. is a divine revelation that's been inscripturated or written down mm-hmm. and these did not come just from man's own doing they came when mm. human beings were carried along by the holy spirit to write these divine words down yeah. so the word of god as it's written in scripture is a communication from God to man that we can now read and apply to our lives. Okay. Yeah, and even there, I love that it does say, you know, it didn't, it wasn't produced by the will of man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't produced by the mind of man. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the, it comes from the mind of God. Mm-hmm. Now, let's do one more. I lied. We're going to do one more. You're not supposed to lie on tape, but let's do just <laughs> one more. All righty. What do you got? Two core, or excuse me, First Corinthians chapter 2. Okay. One core two. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, First Corinthians chapter two. Okay. Uh, Paul is talking about the fact that nobody knows God's mind unless God reveals it. Hmm. Start with verse 10 and read down through verse 13. All right. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. All right, so we, we you know, we speak these things not in words, that's mm-hmm. logos, mm-hmm. see? taught by human wisdom, but words taught by the Spirit. So those words that have been given to us by the Word through His prophets, those are God's Word. So, and, and they are written on paper and stone and papyrus and other kinds of things, but they're still God's Word. Right. They're God's communication. 
What is a word? It is a thought that is expressed in words and, mm-hmm. you know. With intended meaning and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah, and these, these are God's thoughts that are expressed in words in the Bible. Okay. So it's not fair to to really pit them against each other. Not at all. Um, maybe in a modern context, if someone said, I received a word from God, and then they said, but it's different than the word, written word. So like I received something versus what was already passed down and written down. That would be someone trying to pit the two against each other, so to say, because they're trying to separate the active and living versus the what they may see as dead and written. Maybe, but it still starts out as a false dichotomy. Yeah. It's not the word or the, the capital word or the little w word. It's all God's word. It depends on what we're talking about in scripture. Yeah. So if you can diagram out for us all the different ways word was used in this, we'll give you bonus points for today's lesson. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you for walking through that. It may be a little confusing. You may need to go back and listen to it again, but hopefully we kind of distilled it, especially those final passages where Paul is really breaking down where it comes from and what that process was. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really does, again, as it's intended to, bring clarity to that subject. Yeah, and Jesus said, the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge you in the last day, John twelve forty eight, 48. Um, John six sixty three. he said, the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. And he says to Peter, are you going to leave me? And Peter says to him, shall we go? You, the word, yeah. have the words of yeah. eternal life. So on that note, there we go. We'll see you next time.